Hey folks, we are here, New Radio Media and Real Estate Realities. This is Dylan Tanaka. I am uh, here with my lovely co-host, Nancy Phillips. Hi, Dylan. And um, the genius, as he's known, Mr. David Sobel will be joining, Attorney David Sobel will be joining us uh, via phone, as will the real deal, Emil is Rayloff, the um, mortgage lender to the stars, to the doctors, the investors, (laughs) whomever is looking for funds. He's got them. The fun he, and the funds. He is more than happy to help them out. So, yeah, Meals with um, Lake Michigan Credit Union. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're one of the biggest lenders right now in the state um, that deals with new construction. New construction is a big deal. It's, yeah, um, we talk you know, about that. All the time. Uh, over the last few years since the foreclosure boom, as I call it, and then the foreclosure bounce, um, now... It's time for new construction again. So, it is. and there's so much around everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, from Macomb Township all the way out to South Lyon, I think those two mm-hmm. areas are battling themselves constantly. And um, I read, which who knows how true this is, but South Lyon's going to overtake Macomb Township for new building startups in 2019. Is that right? Yeah. So. And it used to be just farmland, an occasional sub, and now it's unbelievable yeah i remember back in the 50s um you know when we were settling st Clair shores and hazel park you weren't even born and in the southfield 50s. no <laughs> but the the urban sprawl happens and it seems like uh, a lot of folks want new homes versus uh pre-owned or used homes so mm-hmm. I, I can see a lot of bonus to that but me being a, a real estate investor remodeler rehabber uh, I think there's a lot of a love with older homes also, especially oh. those built in the 20s and, and before then, some of the old Gross Point homes. Totally. Rochester. I grew up in Rochester. Rochester. And I hate to see that people are tearing down sure. those beautiful homes downtown yeah. and putting up the little mini McMansions. They, it's just so sad. Well, and they're they're selling for big numbers. I mean, I, I think I told you last week I had an appointment with a seller over there. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I forget which street it was on, but it was right in the in the village, mm-hmm. completely walkable to everything. Mm-hmm. And those homes, the teardowns are going for a quarter million dollars, and they're building million-dollar homes there. Most of them are a little wow. bit less than that, but up until that million-dollar mark. And, uh, you know, you, you do lose some of, some of that old, uh, charm. old charm, but new money seems to trump trump, trump. Uh, old money. <laughs> old money. It very definitely <laughs> does. And it's really sad because the village of Rochester – just did have its very own charm and like you said you could walk anywhere mm-hmm. you could and it was safe you you know as kids we could say hey we're going downtown there was no question sure it was like you know when i was little when the noon buzzer went, they had this huge buzzer that went through town that was time to go home for lunch right you know, it, every kid in the block, you would see us all just dispersing. Yeah, skedaddle. Time to go home. Yeah, it was a different time back then. I think, you know, I have I have a brother, so we would take our bikes and our baseball mitts, and we would mm-hmm. leave, and we had to be home by, you know, 5 o'clock because that's when Dad came home and he had dinner. And yeah. now, um, you know, I have friends with kids um, who are in their preteens or teens, and these parents are so scared they don't want their kids going anywhere. Oh, exactly. You know, and with cell phones and, and the, the option to lease a vehicle now as inexpensively as it is compared to back in the 70s and 80s, yeah. all these kids have nice new cars, they have nice cell phones, so we can get a hold of them all the time, which I guess some ways is okay, but... Yeah. But now, you know, having young adults mm-hmm. for children now... Um, that was one of the things, you know, when they got their first cell phone, okay, if you see a text or a call from mom or dad, generally mom, you pick up. Right. 
did they? No, it was all of us. Oh, that call didn't come through. I didn't get that. <laughs> I got all the texts from my friends, but mm, I didn't get one Isn't from that mom. Funny? Yeah. So. And I think, you know, back when, you know, I was a teenager when dinosaurs walked the earth, our parents didn't know where we were, but, you no. know, they think- just thought wherever we told them, you know, I was afraid. My dad was a businessman and, um, and a lot of times he knew where I was, you know, before I got home. Right. He knew so, where you were before you knew where you were. Exactly. Yeah. He knew somebody overheard us at the clock restaurant. Mm-hmm. That, oh, we were going to go out <laughs> to the golf course or whatever. So well, what else is going on? In well, the- we try to start off with some kind of funny or crazy stories. So I guess the crazy story I have right now is I just purchased a couple homes in East Point, Michigan. Okay. And um, both of them uh, have squatters. So the oh. uh, the seller reached out to me. He he received my information somewhere somehow. Lord knows, mm-hmm. and uh, reached out to me. Let me know he had a couple of properties. He had some issues with these properties. The the actual structures themselves are fine, but one of them has a couple pit bulls and some squatters in it, and the other one um, oh. has about five cars in the driveway blocking everything. So the wow. the way that that works is when the city finds that out and they're unable to go in and do their inspections on a normal rental, mm-hmm. now a lot of times they'll they'll add those houses to what's known as like the demolition list, which seems crazy because they're not homes that are actually going to be demoli- demolitioned right. or demoed, um, demolished. Let's try that again. <laughs> uh, it just kind of blocks anything from happening until the owner or a new owner coming in works with the city. Okay. So the way that it works for investors out there or some of you new investors is – I, I come in, I actually um, will take responsibility for everything that has to be done in those homes to get them off that list. That's step one. Actually, step one is evicting the, the squatters or tenants because we don't know what they really are. Right. So you have to, you know, you have to do that all the right way. But then you've got to, um, to get those houses off the demolition list. So there's a big, long list of things. And I've, I've got to basically have the city's attorney approve of me doing that. So they do a little bit of vetting, and then they say, hey, you can do this. So then we kick the people out, not ourselves, of course, and uh, yes. we go through, we fix them up enough to get them off the demolition list. Then they have to they have to get what's called a certificate of occupancy. So it's another step before anyone can even occupy them or have them occupied as a rental. So at oh. that point, once they're off that list, the city will allow me as a wholesaler, meaning that I just buy and sell quickly sometimes. I can either sell them at that state where another investor, landlord, even homeowner could come in. And bring them up to code okay. and then live in them or, or lease them out. Um, so I could sell it at that point or I can do all the work myself and then go through and then either sell them again to an investor or sell them retail. At that point, you just sell them retail. But I guess the, the crazy part was I was there with the homeowner and he's kind of new to the to the business. And um, I think he's retiring now <laughs> from the business. And uh, And literally, I mean, he had keys. We walked in because... When they're squatting, a lot of times they don't they don't let you know that they're there. You can't tell because they're hiding from the front. You know, there's okay. there's no um, evidence of someone mm-hmm. living there. So we walked right in, and a couple of pit bulls ran around the <gasps> corner. So we walked right out. Whoa! And then he looked at me and said, "This isn't for me, and I'm probably showing you all my cards, but you got to get me out of this." So wow. it's gonna it's gonna work out well for both of us because I have to get him out of it, and you know, and I'm stepping into it. But that's that's kind of what I do. So that's. That's kind of my crazy story Holy for the moly. week. Yeah. What's the time frame from the time you agree to purchase a home as is until you're actually 
able to again sell it? Well, it, uh, as always in real estate, the answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. So basically what happens um, in a typical purchase, if there aren't any city violations and all that crazy stuff for squatters, right. I could buy a house from you today and then resell it the same day to someone else. Now, there's oh. a lot of things that have to happen perfectly for that to happen, um, you know, for that transaction to go through. Mm -hmm. But um, you can do it same day. So depending on what your business model is, that's something that I do often. And mm -hmm. sometimes I'll even buy the house from you by putting it under contract. I don't even close on it, and I'll sell that to another investor who wants that property. So he'll actually or she'll actually oh, cool. close on the house. Again, there's a lot of, you know, as David likes to say, plates spinning in the air to make that yes. happen. And, you know, after almost 20 years in business, um, I know how to do that, you know, and it's, it's part of what I do. But um, most investors, I would say, uh, they'll buy a house. They're going to do a little bit of work to it. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to resell it on the market with a realtor or they may be a licensed agent. And they're usually in and out in maybe four and a half months. Oh. Three months is kind okay. of quick, and it depends on the financing. Again, when Emil calls in. We can talk a little bit about that, but if it's got if FHA financing, which anything under, you know, two, I think it's 260, but most homes under 200, a lot of them, the buyers are going to go FHA for multiple reasons because it's advantageous to the buyer. In that case, you as the investor have to own the home at least 90 days before that new mortgage application can be made. So it's it's wow. kind of looked at as anti-flipping. Yeah. So whether or not I had the ability to buy it and fix it in, in one day and then resell it to you and it was perfect, which, of course, that's impossible. Yes. But if I had the ability to do that, I still can't get it. You can't get it financed through FHA. We've got to wait for those 90 days, then submit the application, then go through all the underwriting, which, again, is at least wow. 30, if not 45. So your, your best case scenario on lower priced homes is about four and a half months if you're going to sell it retail. Which gives you a long time because a lot of new people um, in the business, they're not ready to, to get in and remodel something in four or five weeks. They might take two or three months. <laughs> Thanks, and that's okay. But then, but then after those three months, now they are actually allowed to sell it to someone who, um, who can okay. get an FHA mortgage. Not that you're not allowed to, but it just won't qualify. Right. And FHA has a lot of bonuses for, for buyers, you know. So that, that's the usual time frame. But for those of us um, who are... Uh, you know, who've been around a long time, and I don't want to say cutting edge, but we know what we're doing. You know, I'll, we do. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy and sell houses the same day. I won't even close on them if I don't have to, mm -hmm. if it's something that I'm just going to wholesale. Sweet. So this poor guy who, you know, I take it that this was his first venture into flipping? I think first and last. Oh, gosh. He's a, he's a good He's a good guy. He's a good dad. That's, all that stuff. You know, just that's really so sad. Not, not in the right... Often, I, if, my um, perception of it is, because this is not something that I do, um, you have to have a certain level of um, guts, for sure. lack of a better sure. word. Intestinal fortitude. This. Yes. Um, how often does that happen? Not Maybe not pit bulls, but something somebody's bad. just really geeked, and I'm going to do this, and, um, and then something like that happens. You know, um, at the RIA, so we've been around for, I think, 11 years now at RIA of Macomb. Mm -hmm. So I've met tens of thousands of real estate investors over those years. And I'm, I'm a member of all the other networking groups, you know, and I tell right. everyone, go to every RIA, every real estate meetup you can find, because that is the only place you'll find someone as crazy as we are. So um, <laughs> I, I guess it all depends on the person's personality. But 
what a lot of people don't think about going in when they're going to start a business. They look at a rental house. They don't look at it as a business, which is wrong. It is a business. It's not a hobby. And you can and will get yourself in trouble, both legally, financially, physically, quite possibly, if you're in the Mm -hmm. wrong neighborhood or make a bad decision. But I find it quite often with new landlords because they there's no school for it. Mm-hmm. And going to, like like I said, RIA events or networking events or getting hooked up with a real mentor, not a $10,000 a week mentor. Yes. Someone who's been through the wars over the decades and, and knows how to navigate the cities and contractors and tenants. There's so many um, different factors that go in when you are going to lease a house out ju- just in terms of vetting your tenant. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have your tenant do it, um, you know, a credit report? Right. A and lot you of would people, think that they're they're going to have bad credit, but let's hope they don't <laughs> yes. have a bunch of judgments. You know, let's make sure that they have a job, that their income's not coming from you know out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. where does it come from then? You know, and and um, and knowing a little bit about construction and how to deal with the cities to me is important because I know um, one one guy who's my age, and this is going back probably seven or eight years ago. He was a big three. Um, he's an engineer. Okay. So he was a white-collar guy, made pretty good money, and it was, he was six figures um, at, I don't know which company it was, but it, he was in the big three. He bought eight houses in the city of Warren. He had them all leased out, all fixed up, all really nice. He didn't get a rental license on any of them because he sidestepped it. He didn't listen to what I told him. He oh, wasn't, no. you know, he, was, he wasn't a, a client of mine. He was just a friend, someone right. that I knew from the, the networking events, and I told him, if they catch you on one, and this is going back a ways where the computer systems, you know, these cities are a bit antiquated. Right. So they didn't talk the way they do now. I mean, now they know, like, instantaneously what's going on. Mm-hmm. But back then, it would take uh, a little while. So they would check out, you know, ABC, LLC. Uh-oh, this this place owns a house. Well, let's run it through and see if they own any more. <sighs> so this guy got caught with eight houses. He had them all leased out. He spent money on all of them. He refinanced his, his, um, his purchase his price own. out of all of them. Wow. So he had, let's just say, $50,000 debt on each one, but it was serviced by the rent. Now when the city came in, they whacked him with, I forget how much it was, but it was so much money that per per home, and uh-huh. they just made it tough on him because he sidestepped them. He cheated. Yeah, he cheated. He gave them all back to the bank. Did he really? Yep. Because he didn't, you know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Not because wow. he didn't listen to me. I just know that I try to follow the rules as much as possible because when I don't, I seem to get caught. Oh, certainly. So, um, when so it, what would that do to his own personal credit? I, pretty much just... destroyed it. They were all I'm sure they were all recourse loans. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, he still has his own personal home. I know that for a fact. So mm-hmm. he was protected there. But when, when he gave back all of those, those properties, I mean, you know, say it was 400000 that he owed, and then they're going to get you for – you know, deficiency, all this other stuff. You know, I can't speak to that as well as David could necessarily, but you definitely don't want to go into foreclosure on eight homes. Right. And now, in that case, would those tenants all of a sudden be displaced? I think they could all sue him oh, if he had leases with them. Number one. Scarier. Yeah, number two, to, to bring those houses up to what we call rental code and get a license with the city, mm-hmm. there's no way it would have cost him over over the all of them probably a thousand to fifteen hundred more on the high side because he'd already remodeled them all so so maybe they were going to have you do something that you don't know is required again because you're not a full-time landlord or you're not a builder or that kind of thing um safety issues or, or even just things that the, that that the city itself requires just because again you're playing in their ball field so you've yes, got to play by their rules so it's just really silly to do that um and you know when you're young and you're dumb 
you don't know any better. And, and he was probably under 30 at the time and making good money and heard from other people, you know, how you can get around doing this stuff. And, and he paid dearly for it. He's not in real estate anymore either. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he was an engineer, so, you know, he was a logical-minded kind of guy, and he had a great system set up. But once you take a hit like that, a lot of times you don't come back. Oh, yeah. So I think uh, I'm I'm done talking. I think uh, I think uh, our uh, our esteemed broadcast partners on the line, All Mr. Right. Sobel, David, can you hear us? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Hi, Dave. Good to hear from you, sir. Oh, hey, Dylan. Hi, Nancy. How thanks are you for, doing? Thanks for joining us. We're doing well. We're glad yeah. you're here. We miss your face. Well, thanks. I'm uh, I'm headed. I'll send you a photo, Nancy. All right. <laughs> I'll <laughs> but, get my uh, phone out. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I, you know, I, I, am driving to the airport because I'm going to a, a real estate um, seminar out in uh, out east, and I don't know what you guys are even talking about right now, but uh, you, you know, Dylan, and you would appreciate this, of course, is that. In order to stay current with everything, you got to put in time, right, Dylan? You Absolutely. Gotta put in you know, You've got to train. Go out. Yeah. You can't, you know, so. We were just you know, talking the, about the that. Were you really? We were no, talking about um, our mentoring program that you and I offer for $10,000 a week, <laughs> that those folks are on our power team at that time, as soon as they pay. They're, they're full-fledged members. That's a that's a powerful uh, fee there. But, um, <laughs> lined up the door. No, People know, are lined up outside the door to sign up. Oh yeah. Well, you know what we were talking about is what we talk about. I think almost every week is that if you're going to be buying real estate, flipping, wholesaling, retailing, whatever you want to do, you know you ha- and and there's so many variables that you have to know, of course, especially in real estate that. Um, you have to you have to stay current with you know for my purposes because of being a real estate and finance lawyer sure. is going and getting getting some education uh, and working with other like minded people. I just have to travel to get there, which kind of sucks, <laughs> you know. But it's a lot more fun when you're in your mid twenties than when you're in your mid thirties traveling. Right. <laughs> right now, I'm just trying to figure out how to use the um, ticket printer for for the. Uh, parking oh sure <laughs> you need to go on thank you hi uh delta hold on one moment guys no problem sure. thank you anyways so, so um, i think we're yeah, gonna go to our first um commercial break david but so, don't hang up yeah don't hang up we need you all right i'll be in security okay And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot com. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. 
But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake. Do you want to see things like this? Did you just say you died? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We need to have a talk. <laughs> I take my axe and I smash it. No! <laughs> and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. everybody we're back new radio media real estate realities dylan tanaka here nancy phillips and the genius david sobel uh joined us on the line i think he's still there hopefully i'm here i'm here all right david so so go ahead and finish what you were talking about if you remember well uh right it wasn't that long ago i do remember um just talking about you know keeping updated with your education and uh, right now i just i'm here with stanley we're getting on the quick park uh, bus. Is it our stand? And, uh, no, I'm not our Stanley. Different uh-huh. stand, believe it or not. Hi. Thank you. Anyways, just staying current with... <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. Staying current with your education. And, um, you know, in, in law, we have we have no real requirements to have uh, updated, in, in Michigan at least, uh, updated continuing legal education. It's just up to hmm. a lawyer, but like in real estate, you definitely have to have it. Sure. And if you're buying and selling property, you, you, you should know, you know, what, what your colleagues are doing in the business, right? Isn't that what you do, Dylan? Absolutely. My, uh, there's a sales trainer who, who I, um, basically train under and, uh, he says uh-huh. he is, he, he's, he works on his, his craft basically four hours a day. Uh, huh. Wow. And four hours a day? Four hours a day. He's got to figure it out. Uh-huh. That's what he's well, doing I mean, the whole time, right? You got to read a lot, yeah. and then you got to do a lot. Right. You know? You got you to actually learn by doing, which is the mentorship. So I guess before before I got on today on the bus, I was telling Dylan, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. We can. Dylan, I was telling you about even, like, contracts, right? Reading contracts. Right. You know, somebody came in today with a huge problem, and uh, they never read the contract. They just signed the papers. They never understood what it meant. 
And when I, it's several hundred thousand dollar obligation. And when asked, did you know what this meant? Did either party have attorneys? They both said no. They never read the contract, and they didn't have attorneys prepare the contract. Wow. Uh. Yeah. So now, for several hundred thousand, you know, they're they're crying about the legal fee again. Pay me now. Pay me later. Right. And you hear that way too often. I know that. Yeah. It's the you know I always say it's the gift that keeps on giving. I think it's like repetitive. I say it on the show all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's something that if you're buying property and getting into contracts. I think it's funny how you how you always say when they call you and they go, yeah, so I got this contract. And you're like, did you sign it yet? And <laughs> invariably, every time they're like, well, yeah. Yes. Did, did you read Am it? Am Right. <laughs> Should I not have? I mean, even when I first started in business, I had a you know an older attorney that kind of, you know, watched over me. Um, uh-huh. I paid him, of course, too. But uh, he watched over me. <laughs> and he'd always go, why did you sign this? And I'm like, oh, it's just a simple lease or simple purchase agreement. And he's like, this shouldn't be in there. That shouldn't be in there. And he'd, you know. Right. He's like, you got to call me on this stuff. It's a couple hundred bucks, you know, per minute, but you're yep. going to be safe in the end. David has always told me, I mean, in, you know, several circumstances, don't sign anything. Right. <laughs> and right. he's right. He's right. And, um, well, it's the first, the first question when people call him, it's true, is that, uh, you know, you know, there's like a, again, I'm sure you'll confirm it. I definitely know Emil confirms when he does his lending mm-hmm. that when people call in, you have a certain set. So the questions you always ask. Of course. The first thing I ask is, is did you sign the contract? And yeah. if they say no, it's like, good. You know, come on in. Right. Yeah, there's still there's still in. room to, to negotiate at that point. But so right. often they say yes, and then, you know, the dollar signs start flying. So if there's anything you learned from the show, uh, whether you're watching or listening, it's always have an attorney. I'll tell you one more thing that happened today. And then I'm going to have to hang up because I'm. I got a. There's a group of people on the bus here, so the shuttle, um, the limo. Have them all, have <laughs> anyway, them all say hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the things I had a lady call me up and she says um, she's selling her home on the east side on land contract, and it's a free and clear home. And uh, fortunately, she was return, uh, referred to me by her brother, who's an attorney. He just doesn't practice real estate law which is unto itself uh, a lesson there. Always have the right type of attorney. I just wrote an article um, about that for for a very esteemed newsletter that I turned in today. Oh, good. Good. Oh, good. I look forward to that. And uh, anyway, so she she says to me, uh, you know, I'd like for you to review it. And then she says, now, my realtor tells me that she can do the land contract for me. And, you know, I I can be a little snippy. I know sometimes it can be a little circuit. Those people who know me know I can be sarcastic. Yes. And I just said to her, I go, good. Then, you know, in five years, 10 years, or 20 years, whatever the length of land contract is, hopefully that realtor will be around for you to collect against them or help you collect on the contract because <laughs> it's a long-term commitment. You know, normally, not, not disrespecting the realtor, realtors get their commission and they leave, mm-hmm. you know? They just want their commission. Anytime I've done seller financing, I, I run it by an attorney first. I haven't done it in a while. Right. Um, but yeah. and what, what would the, you know, in general, David, on a, on a regular old residential right. sale like that, what, what would that run? I mean, just to give us a broad idea. You know, on average, like maybe 500 
500 to 700 bucks, right. depending on how expensive and complicated it is. But normally they're, they they average in the range of around $500. So on a so, on a hundred thousand dollar home, a half a percent of the purchase price to have an attorney right. do the most right. important instrument, and from this probably right. buyer's and seller standpoint, maybe other than the deed. Mm-hmm. And we do. We get so many phone calls um, in the office every week. That people have I'm just, a, you know, I feel like a cat, like a kitten every, you know, every day. I'm always unwinding. It's like a ball of yarn. Right. I'm always unwinding, yes. you know, a big problem. Yes. You know? I'm winding. And, uh, I'm winding by the way, so. there's a lot of echo. I apologize. I'm just oh, you sound great. No, you, you do sound good. Yeah. Un- unwinding some old quick claims, as they're known. And how many times a week, oh, David, yeah. do, you, do you tell callers that, mm, you know, real estate agents are not attorneys? They are not. No, real estate agents mm-hmm. are salespeople, and they're good salespeople. They do. A, they have a very important function. Yes. But uh, with very limited, the law limits them as to what they can do in filling in blanks on forms. Mm-hmm. But they cannot render legal advice, and they can't. They cannot write out clauses except like certain like closing dates you can put in, you know, on addendums. But there is, you know, quite frankly, there's a lot of good addendums that that. Make me, uh, you know, because again, the gift that keeps on giving, they keep me busy. So I had one realtor at one point. She she must have written like 15 addendums to this purchase agreement. And in the end, <laughs> uh, every one of them competed, you know, the language competed with the next one. And um, that was good for me, bad for her client. It's like when they used to have the, the Mr. or Mrs. in real estate. You remember, David, everybody was, you know, Mr. Hazel Park or Mr. Water oh, yeah. or Mr. So this lady was like Mrs. Addendum. That's what, that's right. Her, that's her her nickname on her card. Call Mrs. Addendum. I'll get the deal done three or four months from now. They needed to take the pen away from her. Trust me. But um, you know, it ended up working out well for the for the client. But um, you know, I actually because of all those addendums, I was able to get the client out of the contract, which is what they wanted to do. You know, so um, that's always really important. But there, you know, I never want to ever denigrate the importance. Uh, of a realtor, having a good realtor work for you and represent you. Now, if you're a real estate investor, like yourself, Dylan, at some point, you don't really need to have a realtor unless you want one. You know, you end up learning a lot of sure. a lot of the, um, the, the tricks of the trade, so to speak. And and most, at least in Michigan, you know, I know a lot of guys and girls nationwide, but here in, in Detroit area, most um, successful investors, who I know anyways, have a license because it just makes life easier to not necessarily have to go through someone else um, for multiple different things, you know. So, Well, you, we both agree that if you sell or, you know, if you're flipping five homes or more a year, you must be licensed, right? Unless you want to get in trouble. Right. Well, you will get in trouble. The state will come after you. I've dealt with it for clients. So hey, that's just a given. And then the other one is you have to have... Um, a license. A lot of the, uh, a lot of real estate investors become property managers, right? Sure. And, and they need to be licensed as well. And I don't think you and I have spoken about this, and I've, I have definitely not spoken to any other attorney. But I, at times, when when I sit in a living room, if I was unlicensed, and I'm trying uh-huh. to buy a home from someone, I don't know if I'm engaging them in an agency relationship or not. But I, no, no, I think you just disclose it. You, yeah, you just disclose the fact that you're. You know, you have to disclose it. That's the key to the the business, actually, and getting keeping yourself out of trouble. Sure, is make sure you always disclose. And and so, if you're not a real estate agent, you know, how does that? How could that affect you? I guess is the question too. I well, guess it, I guess um, it wouldn't if you don't have to disclose. But well, you don't have to disclose. However, if a, if a 
activity is you know is required to be licensed in the mm-hmm. state of Michigan, you do have to disclose. So, you know, for example, uh, property management, you need to be a licensed broker, right. real estate broker, if you're going to hold on to other people's money and collect on their behalf. So I've, you know, we've taken people to task for not having uh, their real estate brokerage license, and um, you know, we show them. Yeah, I've I've heard of task forces trying to go after investors just for assigning, trying to assign contracts out there and to um, mm-hmm. to advertise those that they're engaging in uh, in you know in broker or agent activities. So I guess that's for the courts to figure out. But again, why not just have your license? You're going to do the right thing anyways, so it makes it easier for you. It's really important right. to have a team. It sounds like. You know, everybody a, a needs power a, team. A, a right, power a power team. Power Usually team. the power yeah. team starts with your attorney. So if you go to www.provenresource.com and look for the power team button, you click that. Yes. And, and you get immediate access. A wonderful, rarely seen picture of David pops up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's funny. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. With that, I'm going to hang up because I'm going to oh. go into All right. the airport. We're going yeah. into commercial in a minute anyway. But, um, safe travels. Okay. Yeah, we wish you safe travels. Thanks. Learn a lot. Come back and tell us all about it next week. You got it. I'll talk to you later, guys. All Take right, care. David. Bye-bye. Bye. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999. A study from Johns Hopkins researchers indicates a high-fat diet may lead to the development of new nerve cells in your brain that influence how much you eat. But it's also been known for decades that the brain continues to form new nerve cells well into adulthood. So for now, it appears the process occurs not only in the parts of your brain associated with memory and a sense of smell, but also in the ones that control your various body functions, including hunger and thirst. One researcher believes that your brain functions this way as part of your body's survival mechanism. When food is abundant, it generates cells that will make you eat more and make you store excess calories as fat for use when food is not readily available. But the problem with humans, particularly those in developed countries, is that food is almost always readily available. So the more you eat, the more fat you store and the greater becomes your appetite. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
All right, folks, we're back on new radio media real estate realities. Dylan Tanaka, Nancy Phillips, David Sobel, and Emil Israelov. And uh, at some point, very quickly, Emil's going to jump on the line. Um, so I will stop talking, and Nancy and I will stop talking, let Emil um, yes. talk about what, what our plan is, um, what our planned thing to talk about is. But what, no? Um, no. So what, uh, yes, no, no. Um, <laughs> so what I want to talk about a little bit, um, we were supposed to talk about seller financing today. And um, David uh, David and I just go on and talk about fun stuff all the time. So we're going to talk a little bit about seller financing um, or actually just different ways to, to buy real estate, different ways to finance it. And um, when Emil jumps on, we're going to go right into right into traditional mortgages, and I think he's on. Emil? Hey, Dylan, how are you? Hey, buddy, how are you? Good to hear from you. Hi, Emil. Hi, Nancy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are it's you doing? It's nice and windy out. It, yeah, no it's crazy food. out there. Yeah. So we just got rid of uh, Sobel. We sent him <laughs> off on a plane to D.C., so now it's just our happy family back here together again. <laughs> Excellent. I love the fall in Michigan. Everything except the wind. Except but, uh, the wind. You know what? It, com- it comes along with the territory, I guess. You know, and Billy, let's start. I, I had, uh, you know, we live in a site condo community. Yeah. And I actually had a tree fall on my son. Oh, boy. Whoa. From the high school behind us. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Huh. So if it fell on your fence, but the fence is owned by the association, or or yes, huh? Oh, well, good thing. That's good. Then the association's got to take care of it. That's a very good thing. Yeah. 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 Hey, so what do we? So we were talking about um, basically just different ways to finance um, real estate, and. Uh, David and I talked about a couple things, but um, obviously we brought you on the line because you are the man when it comes to traditional financing. Absolutely. So with traditional investor financing, uh, for investment properties, we will lend up to ten we will lend up to ten finance properties per individual. So Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac both have a limitation on how many finance properties. Which is six, Emil? Um, six it's six with it's six with one of them unless you have higher qualifying okay. um, criteria. What would that criteria be? No, you sound fine. Okay. So um, with the traditional financing, I recommend that for situations where you're going to buy and hold, right? So you've got a, whether it's a 15-year fix, you're trying to build equity, or a 30-year fix because you're trying to optimize cash flow, Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are longer-term plays. You know, I've had clients that have called me and bought a property in, another town while their kids were attending school there because it was cheaper than renting. Sure. And then at the end, they sold that, so they took it out on maybe a five- or seven-year arm with interest rate gap made the difference, you know, made sense. Makes a ton of sense at that point. Yeah. Nowadays, the margins are a little narrower with the rates, so, you know, for this added security for the slight interest rate increase, I would recommend going fixed. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. We do don't we don't know people, exactly what's happening right now. Do a lot of people buy homes for their kids to live in during school? You know, I've seen a bigger trend. I've seen a bigger trend of it because wow. you know the market in certain market segments, the rate you know the the cost of a a single you know family home at an entry level, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people believe it's not going to come da- come back down. 
So, you know, they can get a jump start on buying a piece of real estate, especially with interest rates as low as they've been. You know, it's been a very popular trend lately. Wow. I got gypped. My parents never bought a home for me to live in. <laughs> Other than theirs. <laughs> well not everybody not everybody's in a position to, but you know, the ones that are. You mm-hmm. know. They have to be able and willing, right? It, right. That willing part is a big thing, yes. I'm sure they were able. They just but of course back back in the day when dinosaurs walked the earth that wasn't a thing, so so what are the what are so you know with the conventional financing and you know we also have other solutions as well because Lake Michigan Credit Union also does commercial lending mm-hmm. and for you know investment property that's not a one to four family that would qualify for a commercial lending guideline so you know that's another option you guys also um, what did you cover any of the fix and flip stuff no we did, we had covered no. none of that. Ah, okay. We went off what script. You that, what is that kind of financing that you arrange through uh, investors? Uh, you're talking about like private money? Yep. Or hard money? money? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple different ways you can look at that. So um, I like to talk about how you can mix them together because, you know, Emil, you hear somebody who's new, even if they have a lot of money or even if they're wealthy and, and they want to get into some type of real estate investing. They, they want to use bank money, but a lot of times it's hard to on the, the purchase um, for a couple different reasons. Yep. It, um, you know, they, the, the property might be in such bad shape that a traditional or conventional loan it's not going to qualify for. I know you guys have some cool um, different products that might work that way, but um, they can always buy with cash, whether it be their own or borrowed cash from, you know, a, a person or a hard money lender or institution, something crazy, and then refi that cash back out once they have a property that's been stable for um, what I've heard is, you know, anywhere from six to 12 months, depending on if it's maybe a portfolio product or, I mean, you can speak to that better than me, but you can kind of blend those two sources of finances together, get that, that private money back out so you can buy another rental um, and then put long-term financing on it with you. Because by the time I buy it and fix it and get the tenant in there, I'm going to have it at a nice, I should have it at a nice LTV to where your bank, um, your credit union is like, no problem, we'll lend on this. And I might not have to yeah. even add any money to it. I might even get cash Correct. out. I don't know. Yeah. If it's uh, within, you know, some, there, yeah, there's a time, there's a waiting period for cash out. Of course. Of right. Properties. But, but still, and, and one thing I want to add to your, you know, your private financing is sometimes the speed and availability of cash is way worth more than a mortgage. So if somebody's, like you just mentioned, somebody has to buy a house that's maybe not in the greatest of shape, or it just might be a situation where, you know, cash is king and, uh, you know, private money, you know, even though we're fast to do mortgages, I think so. Private money can always be faster. So Yeah. Yeah, pure cash. And then, you know, there's hard money lenders out there, which I've never dealt with. I know hard money lenders, and basically the way that they work is – they could be private or they could be institutional, but they're going to want a certain number of points up front. So let's just say you're going to borrow $100,000 from a hard money lender. They're going to want three to five points right. all day long. So that's three to five grand out of pocket and anywhere from 12 to 18%. I have met guys in other states who are paying 24 points, Emil, when you really look at it, you know, APR. They're paying right. 24% on their money, and they look at me and they go, you can get it for eight in Detroit? And I'm... I'm like, yeah, all day long, you know, and these guys are out on the West Coast. They're buying properties on, you know, on the ocean. And 
Uh, there, I mean, yeah. it's almost a partner at that well, point. Everybody, yeah, it's, I was about to say, everybody wants their piece to right. do the work. So, but, yeah. Yeah, so, in the end, as, as, long as, the, as long as the bottom line's black, I guess it really doesn't matter what your lender makes or, or how it all shakes out, but uh, the, the investor who's going in, you know, as long as you get to make what, what you want to make, you know, that's a decision you have right. to make in the beginning. Absolutely. It has to go into your, you know, we, t- we talk about this all the time. There's the cash on cash return, mm-hmm. right? And it just has to make sense. You know, it has to make sense to do it, to get involved. Um, so for, what is, go ahead. Well, just lately, this, you know, the stock market rebounded recently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, and we've seen rates stabilize. And I mentioned the last uh, session together, you know, how rates are being affected by you know, what's going on today. And, you know, right now rates are leveling right around, you know, just sub 5% for a 30-year fixed, 4.8%. Yeah, it's still a great rate. And it's still a great rate. And that's, of course, for owner-occupants. Mm-hmm. I know that a, a big part of our audience is investors, but this that's for owner-occupancy. And, you know, so rates are very stable and still a great time. I mean, still a great time. If you, if you can get your hands on that property, and, you know, some people pay for improvements and some people are handymen and do them themselves, right. but it's still a great time to get to get into the market. So, Emil, for our investors who are listening, um, if they did want to buy a property and it didn't need to be purchased, you know, in lightning speed like some of these yeah. investment deals, but it's just a nice buy and hold rental. If they called you today, how long would it take for them to know for sure that they, um, you know, if they qualified, obviously, that you guys would finance them on that? What's the process? They wouldn't. They they wouldn't even have to call me today. They could jump right on to fastpreapprovals.com. Okay. It's a new website that I've created that goes right into a, an application, and um, you know you can they can fill out the information, and we could thirty days is plenty of time to you know. When we look at a mortgage, uh, owner occupancy versus non-owner occupancy shouldn't delay the closing with any lender. Okay. Right. I mean, thirty days, just like, just like we were doing it, as if they were going to occupy it. Now, sometimes people choose to get additional inspections and that kind of stuff, so that could delay it. But sure, it's you know a thirty-day process at the most. Yeah, and, and most people, I mean, if they're buying a rental property um, and they find it, you know, just say on the MLS, which is where the realtors list their, their homes, as long as it doesn't say cash only, uh, there's still a lot of uh, investors, new and, and experienced, who buy with mortgages. You know, it doesn't and have to be cash. And here's the deal. And here's the deal. You know something? Those ugly ducklings, the ugly ducklings that can't accept financing mm-hmm. that say cash, that's where renovation products thrive. Gotcha. So you've got you know something I mean? for that, too. That's yeah. that ugly duckling. It says cash offer, but, you know, I've had a million listings where, you know, exaggerated. I've had plenty of listings and opportunities mm-hmm. when people have said it's only a cash offer. You know, they're only accepting cash. And all I do is include a home-style renovation program brochure along with my pre-approval letter. And... They, their offers get accepted. Yeah, and, and you know what, Emil, in a perfect world, I'm a cash seller all the time, but if that baby's not selling, I'll look at different finance products. But um, I think we're going to go to commercial. So if you want to hang on, you can hang on, Emil, or if you got to jump back into your um, into your meeting, then... Um, yeah, 
yep. you can do that too. I don't want to keep those people. Okay. I don't want to keep those people waiting either. So we'll see you next guys. week. Have a great weekend. Thanks, All right, Emil. Emil you as well. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sleeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com Fridays, Podquesters. See you there. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. It's the simple things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. And action. And millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New Radio Media. Dot. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. All right, folks, we're here for our fourth and final segment on new radio media, real estate realities. This is Nancy Phillips. I'm here with Dylan Tanaka <laughs> and uh, our esteemed colleagues, uh, David Sobel, also known as the genius, and Emil, the real deal Emil, that nice. is, um, again, mortgage broker to the stars. So um, whether you have legal questions or if you do have any finance questions, um, you can get a hold of us. Um, just go to www.provenresource.com for uh, for Mr. Sobel, and uh, I believe it's myloanofficer.com for a meal. And then you can always find me at www.reaofmacomb, R-E-I-A-O-F-macomb.com. And um, speaking of Rhea of Macomb, this yeah. month, which is actually next week on the 25th, um, it looks like myself and Attorney David Sobel are going to uh, kind of break down a couple different purchase agreements over the last month or two, I've had a lot of uh, new investors jump into the market, and everybody wants to learn how to wholesale, and, and um, you know everybody wants to buy houses from private sellers, and 
Nobody knows what they're doing. So they all asked me for a copy of my purchase agreement, which I'm you know, kind of apprehensive to give because I've spent a lot of money on it, and it's kind of built for me. Um, and after hundreds of transactions, there's things that I have in there that make sense only for my company. But I am willing to share my knowledge at RIA, as is David, which yes. was really cool. We came up with that last week. Um, so that's happening on Thursday, the 25th, uh, last Thursday of the month always. And um, you can sign up for um, for seats there at www.riaofmacomb.com. More importantly, our friend Nancy's going to be there. Aww. Well, Dylan, you have graciously um, given me a, a bit of a forum next week to talk about Game on Cancer, which is near and dear to my heart. Um, we're getting close to the end of the... Um, campaign season for it. Game on Cancer provides 100% of their donations for non-medical needs for cancer patients going through treatment. Um, anywhere from helping them feed their family to paying their rent or their mortgage, um, utility bills, mm -hmm. even getting them transportation yeah, back help, and forth. Yeah, helping them get back and forth just to get their treatment, yeah. which without the treatment... <sighs> Exactly. I mean, if you don't go to your treatment, you are, you know, that's pretty much the end of your lease. Yeah. I mean, to, right. you know, put it in our terms. Sure. Um, what really honestly brought me to this program was I heard about a woman. Um, she was receiving her treatment out in Sterling Heights. She was riding her bicycle mm. one way, 19 miles. Yeah. That's, uh, it's not it's not a long ride for a bicycler. But right. uh, for, for a lady who's going through treatment Treatments. like that, that's a big deal. So, um, And somebody, you know, just by chance, you know, happened to see her get off her bike. And, What's the deal with the bike? And she told them. And immediately, I mean, that afternoon she had transportation home. And from then on, she had transportation back and forth for her treatment. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I speak from, you know, my own story. I had a 10-minute ride back and forth and you know there were afternoons that you know it was like okay another three minutes okay sure. don't let that light turn red so i can't even imagine um so henry ford hospital has teamed up with the detroit lions mm -hmm. who seem to be doing i believe they're going to the super bowl i i think so you know matt patricia might take them there but they've teamed up with lions um and we have a team, Team Proven, and I'm the team captain. Cool. And so... How, how do you get to Team Proven? Um, you get to Team Proven by going off of our website, of course, www.provenresource.com, um, or also the Game on Cancer um, website. They will lead you there. And we're accepting donations, Um and if you decide to be a team under our team umbrella, um, all you need to raise is $150, and you're eligible to go to this huge party they throw at Cool. The, at I Ford thought you were going to say 150000 Yeah. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be wonderful? The nonprofit I'm a part of wants way more money than wow. that. So. But, yeah, I mean, 150 that's that's really nothing. Oh, that's a pittance. Yeah, and you get to go, you know, to this this big party at ford field some lions will be there stuff for kids um a great dinner and more importantly you get to meet some of those patients who are recipients of um of well that fun. that may be a way for um some of our real estate investor um 
whether they be new or old in the business, not old, of course, but yes. uh, I'm sure that, um, you know, I'll be able to donate and, and get a, a free right. ticket. And I'm sure Mr. Right. Sobel will be there. Obviously, you're going to be there. So I'll they can come there. there and um, power team up with us. Yeah, and I'm going to have talk some biz. swag. Right. I'm, I'm, I've been given some swag from the cool. Lions. That so. you're going to give away at the RIA event, you mean? Yeah. We're oh, gonna, okay. We're going to um, raffle it off. Raffle or? it off. So Very cool. You know, got to be there to get it. When, when is that big event for Game on Cancer? Um, December 14th. December 14th. Friday evening. So if, if we can, so how much do they have to um, donate? To get a ticket Each to that, team. so they have to join and become a team, and they then underneath team. the team, Under, they raise yeah. one fifty. But they can create their own team and then just oh, donate the one fifty. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, so and it's pretty easy get, to do. You know, uh, ticket for two. Um, ticket for two, and How more exciting. importantly, they get that um, that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling oh. that when you're helping somebody else out. Listen, here's how it goes. We're all in business. We talk about it all the time. We want to make money and be profitable. But, um, you know, if, if the grass isn't green underneath your feet, it's pretty tough to figure any of that stuff out. So yeah. we're all a lot luckier than we know at times. Oh, we very definitely are. And, um, you know, I count every day that I wake up since I am a face of breast cancer, six-year survivor. And, um, you know, ev every day counts. And anything, my theory is that... Um, you know, God or the universe, whoever, um, didn't give me cancer for shit. So, oops, <laughs> and giggles. Um, you know, he gave it for me to learn to give. To you other guys people. can actually say whatever you want. This is an actual radio. You can you can say that. You're okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, I'm a bit classier than that. He is. Way, he's so much classier than I am. Um, but yes, it is my pleasure and my distinct honor to help people out yeah that's awesome so you can go to www.provenresource.com you can find uh, game on cancer on there you can get a hold of nancy on that site um, yes. you can always go to ria of macomb to get a hold of me but next week you'll be able to come to ria maybe win some cool lion swag and uh, meet all of us and have a great meeting it's going to be a really super meeting. there we go so we will see you next week new radio media real estate realities bye